Do you remember when you were a kid and you would hear stories and there was always a moral to the story? I remember that. I remember it vividly. And I remember that sometimes the takeaway was not the moral that was intended or there would be multiple morals of the story that you could gain. And so, you know, I drive my son to a bus stop every morning to go to school and it's usually about a 12 minute drive. And this morning I, I had an idea um, of an explorer named Luciernaga, which is Spanish for firefly, who lived under a waterfall. And I just basically free ran it and just, just told him a story. I knew where I wanted it to go. And, you know, usually on the drive we listen to music or we will, um, you know, he'll, he'll watch YouTube videos or we'll just talk about silly stuff. But today I told him this story and he got it and he liked it and he asked where I heard it. And when I told him I made it up, he said that I should write a book, a kid's book. But I wanted to, this episode's going to be a little different. I wanted to share that story with you uh, because I think there's some very interesting lessons. It's a very short story, but I think you'll appreciate it. So stay tuned. It's about to get deep. The Deep Gripping Reality Podcast with your host, Stephen J. Edelmund. This is the story of the famous explorer, Luciernaga, and his lost treasure. Ever since he was a boy, for as long as he could remember, Luciernaga had been told of his family's treasure. For generations, his family told the same story, and it was passed down as a bedtime story and as a story to spark imagination. Luciernaga believed that the story was more than a story, but was actually a retelling of history. In his family's story, one of his ancestors had found a small island and had drawn a map of where this island was. And on the island, and on the map, he had marked the location of a waterfall. The waterfall hid a secret. Behind the waterfall was a cave, and in that cave was a giant pile of golden nuggets, pure golden nuggets. This ancestor had left it there for his family so that a future generation could find it and reap the rewards of the treasure. So because Luciernaga became obsessed with this tale, he dug through his family's belongings. He went to the attic and he found a chest. And in the chest, he found old books and photo albums and tucked away in one of the back leaves of the pages of this photo album was a hand-drawn map on old paper. He took the map and looked closely and recognized instantly that it was the one from his family's story. He was only a young boy, but he knew he had time. So from that moment on, he taught himself to sail. 
He taught himself to control almost any boat in almost any type of weather, for he believed that it was his destiny to fulfill his family's destiny and find and reclaim the treasure. So one day, when he was a young man, Luciernaga took to the sea. He was very untrusting of others, mostly because his family had told him that it was just a story. So, he didn't tell anyone else that he was going. He didn't tell anyone else what his plans were. It was just him, the map, the bare essentials he would need, and the sea. As he took to the sea, Luciernaga realized that the trip would be easy, for he was an experienced sailor. Unfortunately, he did not anticipate the sudden storm. The storm was violent, and in the course of the storm, Luciernaga was knocked unconscious. When he came to, his ship had washed ashore of an island. He explored the features of the island, and unfortunately, he wasn't positive, but somewhat certain, that the island was the one from the map. And so he began to explore this island. And one day, he found a waterfall. Could it be, he thought, did I just find my family's treasure? And so he went to the waterfall, and he felt behind the waterfall. And he could feel a crack in the wall. At first, he was heart sunk because he didn't feel a cave, but he felt a crack. And as he reached further, he felt that it was a little bit wider than he had first thought. Wide enough, perhaps, for him to squeeze through. And so he did. He squeezed through the crack, unsure of what he would find or if he would find anything at all. But sure enough, as he barely fit through the crack, he made it to a giant cave. Unfortunately, the light was very sparse in the cave and he could not bring a torch in because the waterfall would have extinguished it. And he did not have anything to light his path. At first he was a little afraid because he didn't know what animals lived in the cave. But he assured himself that he was probably alone in the cave other than some insects, simply because of the waterfall and the natural barrier that it provided. He could tell that it was a large cave because he could hear echoes in his own voice. He did not see any light beyond what was cast from the crack in the wall. And so he began to feel around the cave. He felt dust and dirt and some leaves and he felt stalactites and stalagmites. Eventually. He felt a giant pile. This must be it, he thought. These are the gold nuggets I found my family's treasure. He was so excited that he could, he, he could barely contain himself. And so, he began to collect the nuggets. And he put them in, in, in his shirt and he put them in his pockets. And then he went to try and leave. But before he could, he realized 
that if he left the pile there, that someone or something could come along. There were a lot of monkeys on the islands, and the monkeys loved shiny objects. Surely if they saw the gold nuggets, they would steal them. If a monkey had somehow followed him into the cave, he probably would have heard it, but you never know. And so he decided that he would stay with the pile of rocks. Because that's what it really was. You see, Luciernaga could feel, and he could hear, and he could smell, and he could taste. But he could not see. And so the pile of gold nuggets that he believed were the key to fulfilling his family's destiny and reclaiming his treasure were nothing more than a pile of rocks. But he stayed to guard it because surely someone would come along at some point and help him and find him and perhaps find the cave. And then he could pay them with a few gold nuggets and he could get out return to his family, return to civilization, and live wealthy, but most importantly, having fulfilled his family's destiny. Now, it is true that this was a pile of rocks, but Luciernaga did not know this. So he felt that he had fulfilled his journey, his life's mission, in finding the treasure. He felt like he had done it, and so he stopped searching. And for fear of losing what he thought that he had found, he did not take even a little piece of it to go check. For if he had stepped with one, one nugget, one stone, out of the cracks and back out into the light, he would have seen that they were nothing more than stones. But his fear stopped him from doing that. His fear of losing it, his fear of not being able to refine the stones even if they were nuggets. And so he stopped, and he did not continue his journey. So I ask you, is it possible that there were more than one waterfall? Is it possible that this wasn't even the island? Is it possible that the entire thing was a myth and that there was no treasure? Absolutely. But does it matter? You see, he believed that he had fulfilled his destiny. He believed that this pile of stones was enough, was gold. And maybe that's the moral of the story, is that what is nothing and useless to one person could be everything to another. Or is the moral of the story to never be satisfied, to never assume that you've reached the peak, when in reality the peak could be just over the bend. It's a story for reflection. It's literally something that I pulled out of the air from this morning, from the idea of a guy named Firefly who lived under a waterfall. I thought it was kind of cool, so I thought I'd share it with you. And if you got something from it, if you like the story, tell me. Uh, let me know what you felt like the moral was or how I could tweak the story. When I told it to my son the first time, I said that in the storm he had been blinded because a piece of the boat hit him in the eyes. And so he had to feel his way around the island and learn to survive without, without sight. And he heard the waterfall and therefore assumed that it must be the waterfall from his map. But he didn't even have the map anymore because he couldn't see anything. 
And my son really liked that version, but I, I thought, you know, he doesn't have to be blind. Maybe he's just blind because of his situation. Maybe that adds an extra layer of depth. It's fun to explore your imagination. I think as adults, we tend to forget to do that once in a while, and I think it's important to do that. Um, and we don't tell stories that have morals anymore, especially ones that are, we don't tell a lot of nuanced stories with extra layers to them. We tend to just, you know, believe that we have uh, uh, something relatable and that's good enough, you know? But I don't know. Tell me what you think. I, I, I have probably a good handful of faithful listeners that listen to just about every episode because apparently I bring some kind of value so that makes me very happy and keeps the podcast going but um, I would love to get some feedback so if you're one of the uh, listeners who has me as part of your regular routine and has made it this far into the into the episode um, please do me a favor and leave either a voice message on anchor.fm slash tdgr um, which has a message button option um, or you can reach out to me. Uh, the best platform is probably going to be Instagram, but you can message me on Instagram at TDGR Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And, you know, I usually say, until next time, dig deep, my friends, but imagine deep, you know? Challenge yourself to, to explore and look beyond and not be satisfied. Take care, friends. We'll talk next week. <laughs>